Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 150 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Seals helps you improve your table tennis. 150 is the cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships. And we've got a big show lined up for you today. We'll be talking about hard bats, drop shots, Zuzin's performance with the plastic ball, and much, much more. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeff. And um, I'm a little bit scared to do the um, this day in history. We've we copped a little bit of a bagging on the Facebook page, Jeff, but I'm going to do it anyway. So on this, <laughs> on this day in history, Harvey Ball was born inventor of the smiley face how good is that so he um he came up with the idea got paid you know like about 45 dollars to uh, to come up with the idea has no rights to it at all he's probably got a big frown on his face poor guy so is that something you invent don't you just draw a circle with a oh, you? But, you know it's it's the yellow with the black and, and you know we all know what the smiley face is right you know, yellow. Know, yeah. yeah, that's that's his. He invented uh-huh. it. It's a good name. He would have been better off inventing a plastic table tennis ball, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he missed his calling in life. Come on, Harvey. All right. Now, Alois, I am going to New York in about six weeks or thereabout, and. I'm interested to know if anybody listening knows anything about Spin New York. Yeah, mm. that, I'm so, interested in New York. It'd be really good to uh, to see. So, Jeff, you're going to try and get there, are you? Um, I, yeah, I think so. Um, why not? In New York, Spin New York. I'll go there, have a look, check it out. I think it should be really interesting. That would be great. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to just see how, uh, how it all operates. Yeah, we don't... Um, haven't seen one operating here, so that, yeah. If anyone knows anything about Spin New York, get on to us. Tell Jeff where he can go, when he can go, and is it worth going? Absolutely. Let me know. So the best way, jump on the blog. Um, so pingskills.com, hit the table tennis blog. You'll see this show 150. Leave a comment. Let us know. Love to hear your thoughts. All right. Now, Alois, let's get on to yesterday's Pingskillers question of the day which was, are there any new regular segments you would like to see in the Ask the Coach show? Yeah, so we did have a few um, comments, and that's, um, so Georgia said maybe do two technique days, Tuesday and Thursday, and then maybe a mental Monday. I don't mind that, um, George. Mental Monday where you guys um, can focus on different aspects of sports psychology. Interesting thought. Um uh, Eugene said something not too long. I found that most of the videos in Ask the Coach are now about 20 minutes, and that's very long. So Eugene wants shorter shows. Interesting because some some viewers want longer shows. So yeah, it's a, it's always a balancing act there, isn't it? Um, Thad said, Jeffrey, are you listening to this? Drop the numbers thing. So there you go. Too. I think George mentioned he didn't like the numbers or the this day in history. Um. Yeah, there was somewhere. there was some sort of mention but of that. But India yeah. somewhere also said, "Go, Jeff, love the numbers, keep going with them." Yeah, we do worry about Ilya. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the killer's yeah. question of the day, which is we want your early prediction on who will win the Olympic Games next year. So let us know. And as always, you can uh, jump onto the Facebook page to answer that question or the blog. We'd love to hear from you either way. So we're looking for men's singles winner and women's singles winner, I think. That would be that would be what we're looking for. Makes sense. All right. Now, um, we've got a lot of people that have jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q&A app, which is great. We love people live on the show, and anybody can do this by going to our Google Plus page. And the best way to find it is to go to our pingskills.com website, scroll down the bottom and find the Google Plus icon. Click on that. Now, let's just roll through some of these, Alois. Brock has said, Alois and Jeff, have you stopped wearing your Ping Skills T-shirt? Yeah, no. Well, it's a a hoodie, yeah, Ping Skills hoodie. It's a bit um, cold here in Melbourne, Alois, and I don't have a hoodie yet. I should get a Ping Skills hoodie, but when summer comes around, we'll wear our Ping Skills T-shirts. And interestingly, Alois... Our T-shirt supplier looks like they're stopping doing T-shirt supplies. So if anyone knows, um, you know, a good online store for T-shirts, let us know as well. We'd like to hear. We need to um, revisit our T-shirts. And we probably need to find one that can do T-shirts on the fly so we can make a Good Days Will Come T-shirt. Good Days Will Come. Exactly. Where is that shirt, Jeff? I thought they'd be out in the market already. Good days will come. Indeed. Now, Mike D says, here's an update from the answer you gave in show 144 about the plastic ball. I used a different panel with a thicker sponge, 2.2 mil, and the results were more positive. It was slower, but not that much. I'll be trying out Butterfly's plastic ball this weekend. Yeah, so wait, let us know, Mike. Let us know what the, what you think of the butterfly ball. Um, I quite liked them. They they seemed really, um, really round, really hard and consistent. So let me know what you think. Excellent. All right. Now, Noel has says, hello, coaches. I noticed when I play that I'm having trouble with the deep push to my forehand. Should I wait a little bit when the ball is a little under the table to loop it? Or should I really whip a strong brush on it above the table? Yeah, so, no, I think the, the more important thing is getting yourself in position. So when that ball comes deep to you, often um, you're not quite in the right position to make that to make that top spin. It's a little, little bit behind you. So it's more a matter of getting your, your body position right. And then, really, yeah, really do brush fast up on the ball. So you don't need to let the ball drop too much. If you let the ball drop too much, then you've got to lift the ball up a long way as well. So you can still hit the ball from um, fairly high above the table surface, but really focus on getting that uh, more vertical action to get the lifting um, of the ball over the net. So that's, that's the main thing. Get yourself in position and then brush it upwards. Get it up and over. Yeah, and... It can be difficult to get yourself in position because I guess a lot of the time we're looking at moving sideways, but we do need to think about our depth as well, don't we? Yeah, that's right. It's it's the it's that in and out movement that a lot of players um, aren't that confident at. We we tend to we tend to focus a lot of them um, 
put work practice on going side to side, but yeah, sometimes we do need to do that in and out movement as well. That's an important movement. All right, great question, Noel. Now, um, Brock has said, do you guys squat or deadlift? Have you not seen our legs? Surely we squat. Um, yeah, actually, the squat the squat is a good exercise for table tennis. Um, develops the strength in the legs and the quads, um, and um, yeah, can be can be really useful. So yes, definitely squatting. Deadlifts not so much, um, not so much of the action. But obviously, Brocky, I've seen your uh, pictures, and you obviously squat, deadlift, bench. You do it a lot, right? All right. Now Brock has also said. Where do you have your ping skills camp? I would love to be trained by you coaches. Yeah, so we we tend we we um, tend to focus all of our training online. Um, we I mean we, we both do some coaching here here and there, and yeah, you know, I'm doing some coaching tomorrow in um, in Collingwood, a little club in uh, in Melbourne, um, and yeah, around the place. But yes, get our help online is the best way. A little bit far for some of you. Yes, it is, exactly. So online we can reach the world, Alois. Absolutely. Um, so that's good. Um, but I will be interested to take a look at Spin New York and see how they're set up and what they do because it's a bit of a different feel, I think. So I don't know. Maybe we need something similar in Melbourne. All right. Let's move on to a question from Mike D who says, Hello, Supercoach Alloys, along with your sidekick and numbers expert, Jeff. Thank you, Mike. I watched, notice, uh, notice, notice you're the sidekick, Jeff. Sidekick. Yeah, sidekick. numbers no. expert. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike says, I watched uh, Mima Ito uh, versus Fei Lui in the Japan Open. How do I go with those pronunciations? Um now, Mima Ito looked jumpy during the match, almost like a boxer with her footwork, and my coach doesn't like it. What is the best footwork? Yeah, so there's a little bit, like, there's there's two things that need to happen. One is you need to be down and low and quite stable when you're actually making the shot. But during the movement, then, it's important to be able to be mobile so that you're moving um, quickly to that next ball, and you see Mima Ito do that really well. Her movement is is um, very jumpy. It can be said that it is a little bit too jumpy, and and you know her head sort of bobbing up and down a bit um, works for her, obviously. But yeah, you can think about being a little bit more stable, a little bit more down, lower, um, and and get your base a little bit lower as well. But there still needs to be that constant motion where you're able to move as well so that you're ready to move to that next ball. Table tennis is a dynamic sport, right? Yeah, it certainly is. So what's the problem with the, with the jumpiness? Yeah, so if, you, if you're too jumpy, your eyes are moving up and down and it's really hard to focus on the ball. Um, and also... Wow, that made me go dizzy just watching you do that. <laughs> exactly. And if you're doing that then it's taking a lot longer to get from here to there. So if you're doing this, rather than bang straight across there, this is a faster um, faster path, obviously, the straight line. So, um, yeah, so rather than being too jumpy, just gliding sideways, you get to the ball a bit faster as well. 
Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Mike, and good to see you watching um, some international table tennis, a great way to improve your game. And if anyone doesn't know, you can go to the ITTF website and click on the ITTV link and they live stream all their important tournaments. It's a great service. All right. Now, here's a question from Ilya. Oh, this is where I saw it, Alice. He goes, respect for Jeff and the amazing number of facts. They are very exciting. Thank you, Ilya. Now, he says, looking at the top men players, what is the fraction of attacking shots played at 100% level of their maximum power? What do you think is the proportion played at 90%, 80%, 70% power? Um, oh, sorry, I tuned out after he said that he was interested in the number facts. What was that, Jeff? So something about <laughs> something about percentages. Um, yeah, so, so in table tennis, at the, at the top level, um, they would play, um, you know, 70 to 80% power for most of their shots. There'd be one ball in a rally or every couple of rallies where they'd play at 100%. Um, and, and then there'd be some that are a little bit less than that as well. But, yeah, a lot of balls are played at 80 90% because they've got the safety as well of putting the ball on the table. Okay, so... For people developing their own games, can they take those same percentages? Is that a, is that a good way to model um, your game if you're developing? Yeah, I think I think it depends on how consistent and how how well you you're able to put that ball on the table. So, if your given shot is a fifty percent shot, so the ball's here and you hit the ball that fast and it only goes on fifty percent of the time, that's not going to work for you because you're already giving away half the points. Then you've got to think about, well, those 50% that you get on, they're going to get some of them back. So you're losing. So you need to start to put the, the numbers in your favour, Jeff. Yeah, you need to put the numbers in your favour. You can't just, you know, ignore the numbers. So um, it, it's important that you think about the percentages of, of, of the ball going on the table. If the ball's not going on 70%, 80% of the time, then you need to think about slowing things down. Okay, good to hear. All right, so don't ignore the numbers. That's what I took from that question. All right, let's move on to a question from Romeo. And Romeo says, after the usage of the plastic balls, Zuzin's topspins got considerably slower and some of them aren't even going in. Is this the end for Zuzin? If it is, then who's going to be the next pen holder? I do not think it is the end for Zuzin. I don't think, I really don't think the plastic ball has made that much difference. So uh, perhaps Zuzin's, you know, dropped a little bit, but is it because, you know, Ma Long's just got got a little bit better? You know, he, 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 it was great during the World Championships. Let's, let's just give it time. Let's see how Zuzin goes over the next year, not just a few months. I don't, I don't think there's, it's the end for Zuzin at all. No, I don't think so either. And it'll be interesting to see when people answer the Ping Skillers question of the day, Alice, about the early prediction, whether anybody thinks Zuzin's going to win next year. Because I think he's still, uh, you know, definitely in the running. But um, time will tell. All right. Now, El Sayed has said, after some great topspin shots and the players too far from the table, Marlong has played the ball 
really short. Is this allowed? And is it Marlong's point or the other players? Yeah, so uh, Elsie had also um, in the Ask the Coach question um, showed us a, a link to uh, a rally. You can go to the Ask the Coach question and have a look at that. Um, so basically what he's done <laughs> is he's done a couple of smashes and then he's done a drop shot. Perfectly allowed. You are allowed to do that, Elsie. Um, so the ball can bounce as many times as you want on the other person's side. So uh, and, it, and it can be a really good tactic. And we've got a lesson on the um, drop shot off a lob that you can have a look at and, uh, and learn how to do it. It's often, it can be a good tactic, um, especially if the other person is, is quite comfortable uh, back from the table and lobbing. If they're back there lobbing and um, able to keep the ball on the table um, well, then just doing the drop shot, bringing them in close, and then you expose them to the faster ball. So, um, so it can be a really good tactic and certainly is allowed. Excellent. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. So you can go to pingseals.com, click on the blog link, and you'll find all the Ask the Coach shows and each one of them, plenty of links to what we've talked about during the show. So make sure you get on to pingseals.com. All right. Next up, Sergio says, can you weigh in? on the hard bat versus sponge bat debate. I'd like your opinion because there's a lot of snobbery out there. The sponge batters and the hard batters have no skill and the hard batters say that the speed of the sponge has ruined table tennis. So what's your thoughts on this debate, Alois? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to ride on the fence here because I love both games. I love watching the hard bat games because... Um, there's there's a certain simplicity about it and a certain, I don't know, um, yeah, rawness about it, I suppose. Um, there's there's so much skill involved and, you know, it's it's the person that has better control and, and can keep the ball in play. Um, watching two good hard bat players play is just exciting for me. And, you know, I think, I think some of the debate comes from... Um, if you don't play the game and if you don't understand spin, watching um, the top players play sometimes can be really confusing. You know, there's a guy just does this and um, the number five player in the world puts the ball into the net, you know, and it looks so simple. So it's something that is hard for, you know, the general public to, to understand. And that's where the hard bat um, makes things just simple for for those players, I, love, I do love watching the hardback players, but is I'm sitting on the fence. Isn't our modern games just beautiful as well? Like you know, just the the speed and the top spin and the exciting flicks and um, and the dynamic nature and the movement and how fast they are. Table tennis is great. Hard bat, sponge bat, great game. Love it. <laughs> wow, it certainly is. And I don't mind, you know, playing with a hard bat myself, Alois. It's quite fun, you know, for something to do. But if I had a choice between the two, I'd much prefer the modern game with the sponge. I just, I just like it more and I like watching it more too. I mean, that point of the century and the final of the World Championships, just brilliant. So, you know, I'm, I lean more towards the, the, the modern game. Still don't mind the hard bat stuff, but, yeah. I'm more more on the more on the new game. That's me. All right, yeah. Alice. Well, 
that wraps up episode 150 of the Ask the Coach show. Thanks, everybody, for watching today. And thanks for all your support over the 150 shows. It's been great. And um, thank you, Alois. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, the big 150. It's a big number, you know. Um, and we'll be back on Monday. All right, have a great weekend, Pink Skillers. Get lots of table tennis in and um, see if you can find ways to improve that game. See you on Monday. Bye.